Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from now clean air, Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> it's thank God I meet you. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And there's no coming up today. It's just here. It's the Argo Bargle episode, everybody. <laughs> today, <laughs> we talk <laughs> about Antonin Scalia. <laughs> Bring me back steak. <laughs> Make sure it's bloody. Nice and bloody. Uh... Yeah, yeah. As 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 you all know by now, uh, we're, there's no scoop here. Uh, what, Mister Scalia has? I has thought we had it. Dan. Shuffled off this mortal coil. I thought we knew before everyone else. We, we've got this. This just in. <laughs> Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia is deed dead. Seventy nine. Yep. So we're gonna chat. All about that. Yeah. The entire show dedicated to this. Yeah. The suspicious nature of his death. Oh. Oh, the <laughs> the, the circumstances surrounding his death are highly irregular, <laughs> according to some people. And we'll be getting to that stuff. We'll be talking um, about his legacy and all that sort of thing. We'll be going through his record and uh, yeah. who he was yeah. as a man. As a, as, as a jurist. A, as, a, as a member of the Supreme Court yeah. of the United States. The SCOTUS. The SCOTUS. Here he is. Yes. All right. Uh, so let's start in with some uh, with, with, with just who he was. He was, uh, he was appointed. He was what? A Reagan appointee? Yes. Uh, so appointed to the, to, the, uh, to the court way back then yeah. in the 80s. And, and, uh, and a reliable conservative. Yeah. Um, I think I think that is about as understated as you could possibly make that. Uh, not a, he was he was a dyed in the wool Christian protecting, uh, uh, boy Jesus loving uh, religious belief in general protecting. Yes, he was all about freedom of religion. Kind of. Well, I mean, I he was. Like, I think he was about Christian privilege. Yeah, I mean that. Yes, he didn't check that privilege at the door. No. But um, I mean, I found this case I had never heard of of uh, this decision about. Uh, it was the Church of Lukumi Babalu <laughs> versus the city of Hialeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was on in part of the majority opinion. Um, that uh, when the court upheld, or I'm sorry, uh, struck down a Florida city ordinance prohibiting animal sacrifice as part of a religious ritual or ceremony. Um, he's, the, the court found that the ordinance specifically targeted the Santeria religion and did not pass the strict scrutiny test. In the decision, Kennedy stated, uh, because Kennedy wrote the the the, the, the um, majority this, opinion, right? Uh, religious beliefs need not be acceptable, logical, consistent, or comprehensible to others <laughs> in order to merit First Amendment protection. So, I mean, he did side with just religious freedom, sure, in general, sure. So, oh my gosh! Well, I mean, you know, in that sense, uh, a Christian, a dyed in the wool, like like defender of christianity can't get too uppity about animal sacrifice considering <laughs> that like the bible's just chock full of it yeah although yeah. they although that you know that kind of consistency has never been the hallmark of uh of conservative christianity <laughs> no they're indeed. not they're not really good at that no but you know so 
I wouldn't want to paint him too much into a little corner Christian about corner? just being... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, okay. It's only so one let's, example. Let's but... talk about some other cases that, that he was instrumental okay. in. Yeah, um, he was instrumental in the uh, Burwell v. Hobby Lobby case. Oh, uh, recently. Yeah, yes. you'll, you'll recall uh, that case. It was 2014. Uh, and uh, Hobby Lobby basically wanted to... Uh, to What was it? It was It was to do with Obamacare, right? It was to do with Hobby Lobby not wanting to have to provide... Uh, contraception, contraception, coverage. Or, yeah, yeah, or, or or yeah, birth control coverage for their employees. Mm-hmm. And Scalia, he had a beautiful uh, quote quote in his uh, in the oral arguments. He said, "Well, religious beliefs aren't reasonable. I mean, religious beliefs are categorical. You know, it's God tells you. It's not a matter of being reasonable. God be reasonable. He's supposed to have a full beard." I don't know what that last bit means, the beard thing, but I love that he was just pointing out that, yes, religious beliefs aren't a reasoned thing. Huh. Well, I, th- I mean, yeah, he's right. Yeah. They're, they're not reasonable <laughs> they're not. at all. They're not. Thank you, Scalia. Yeah, right. On the record. Right. Well, and that I think that points out the real problem with Scalia is that he... He sided with his religion, I mean, for all of his talk, and believe me, kids, this man loved to talk about how much he protected the Constitution. Oh, yeah. And the Constitution, to him, is not a living document that can change over time, but as he pronounced it, it is dead, dead, dead. (laughs) He literally said that. Okay. And so, like, to him, he's... He was an originalist. He the, this was this was an unchangeable document. Ugh. Except that he was willing to to like to ditch out on that particular eth- ethic plenty of times oh, yeah. when it when it was when it ran afoul of his religious beliefs. Mm. So or you know just anything. I mean he like if he had if he had a belief that was going to take precedent over the dead, dead, dead document. Uh, yeah. I've I, never understood. I just cannot wrap my head around uh, trying to uphold the, the Constitution in its original form as being some sort of, like, value or, like... Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, why would you... like? It's a document that was written, you know, over 200 and what, 120, 230 years ago, whatever it was, right? <laughs> yeah. At sure. this point, somewhere around there, right? Sure. All over two centuries ago. 1780s or 1790s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, why would you, like, it was a different time and it was a different, it was different Well, and the founders, the, the, and they, the were, they were making different compromises than... Than than we would need to make today. Well, and the men who wrote it specifically wrote in ways to change it, like Mm -hmm. mechanisms by which it can be changed because they knew they weren't going to get it exactly right the first time. Right. They did the best job that they could, and they did, frankly, quite a good job. Right. But, like, the way that they've set up our country was, yeah, it it wasn't the result of divine intervention. It was 
a bunch of compromises. Yeah. It was a bunch of like large states versus small states and sure. slave states versus non-slave states and you know trying to get these issues worked out. It was it's a document of compromise of yeah. an era and in a and I just don't I don't get how you could look at it and go, yeah. That's it. That's it. We're done. And I don't even that'll I, last for eternity. Right. That's the perfect document forever. <laughs> Only a believer in the Bible could, poss- yeah. could possibly no, go right. down that road. Yeah. Someone who believes already that there are documents which you cannot fuck with that are perfect right. forever. Because God was involved. Because God was involved. Yeah. Even though, I mean, you know, the Bible itself changed plenty over time. And like, it- Oh, yeah. Sorry. Dan. <laughs> Dan. We're here to talk about Scalia. Yeah. I mean, I think when we talk. So with with Scalia, things like. So his, I feel like it's so inconsistent for him to have claimed that he was so into the originalist view of yeah. the of of the Constitution, and then he sides with the majority on Citizens United, yeah, which is which basically grants personhood to corporations. Yeah, the uh, the founding fathers of our country largely hated corporations yeah. as a, as as institutions. They were so opposed to that and wanted and and literally were writing protections for people against corporations and against government and like it was all about rights this is the bill of rights yeah of people not of groups right yeah so so there you go Hmm. what what else have you got what did you do you want to talk about another case that he was involved in let's see let me pull that page back up um yeah, nothing as good as the Lukumi Babalu. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, there was, well, there was this whole thing about, like, um, prayer at um, uh, schools, in public mm-hmm. schools, right? At, right. like, um, specifically, like, uh, commencement ceremonies oh, okay. and, like, ba- uh, sporting events sure. that kind of stuff. Sort of, you know, schools bringing in... Um, a minister to conduct some sort of prayer. Right. right. And let me see if I have that pulled up. Where was that? Okay, yeah. So this is, um, this was at, actually back in the early 90s. Okay. Uh, Lee versus Weissman. Hmm. Um, and this is a dissent, right? This is, this is where the court actually ruled that public schools may not sponsor uh, ministers to uh, come in and, and, and and do like a non-denominational prayer. Right. Um, so the, co- the, the court found in this case that the state acting through schools cannot coerce students to face the social dilemma of either participating in or protesting a prayer that they disagree with. Okay. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so Justice Kennedy wrote the, um, the, the, um, Dissent? No, not the dissent. Oh, the, 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 the prevailing opinion. The, the opinion, right, exactly. Uh, he wrote, uh, The embarrassment and intrusion of the religious exercise cannot be refuted by arguing that the prayers are of a de minimis character, since they are an affront to the rabbi or those for whom the prayers have meaning. Uh, and since any in- intrusion was both real and a violation of the objector's rights, blah, 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 okay. Um, so Scalia was the, he, he dissented right. in this case. 
and <clears throat> God, this stupid lingering cold. Um, so he goes on to say that, I mean, he just cannot possibly understand this coercion thing. Mm. Right. So Scalia ends up responding, uh, to uh, the majority's opinion um, saying that the court, with nary a mention that it is doing so, lays waste a tradition that is as old as public school graduation ceremonies themselves. And that is uh, a component of an even more longstanding American tradition of non-sectarian prayer to God at public celebrations generally. As its instrument of destruction, the bulldozer of its social engineering, the court invents a boundless and boundlessly manipulable test of psychological coercion. <laughs> yeah, he was he was obstinately uh, able to uh, dis- to ignore the feelings of any non-Christians. Oh, yeah. He was amazingly good at, like, not being able to see that there was any harm ever done by any Christian prayer or any like there's you can't say that there's any harm there. That's ridiculous. That's a that's a silly notion. <laughs> I um yeah, I wanted to talk about uh oh Obergefell versus Hodges. Uh I think you that's a pretty important one to all of uh, especially to you gay folks. Mm. Uh that's the one where these where the Supreme Court made it so that everyone in everyone in America can marry somebody yeah uh, that, that they're actually attracted to what um it's ridiculous Scalia of course dissented from this opinion he did he did not like that no no gay he marriage side on the side of love he said those civil consequences and the public approval that conferring the name of marriage evidences can perhaps uh, can perhaps have adverse social effects, but no more adverse than the effects of many other controversial laws. So mm. it is not of special importance to me what the law says about marriage. It is of overwhelming importance, however, who that who it is that rules me. Today's decree says that my ruler and the ruler of three hundred and twenty million Americans, coast to coast, is a majority <laughs> of the nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. <sighs> Coast to coast. Because their job is not to interpret the law. Yeah. Like, that. what the hell? They were doing their job, and he's like, aha, that's, this makes us rulers. Yeah. He loved to do that. He loved in his, in his art, in his dissents. Yeah. Like, if it's a, if he agrees with the majority opinion, then it's obviously the right thing, and it's the, it's law. Bruh. He's, he's right. supporting the law. Right. But if he dissents, then the, then, the whole court is overreaching and overstepping, <laughs> and they don't have the right to say it. And how dare they? And uh, it's so funny. He's such a yeah, yeah. He's a he's a he was a goofball. I want to let's jump to some some of the quotes uh, that that we've found because I think that we could. All right. Well, you've got the good quotes, I think, because mine are all just these, you know, opinions where he yeah. is dissenting and he's angry and. <laughs> And boy, he could turn a phrase. Oh yeah, he could get all Argle, all angry. He, just well, rah, well rah. at one point he like he. One of the things that I love is that he would use phrases like "argle bargle." Let me just <laughs> let me just point out a couple of things in in uh, in King versus Burwell. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, uh, he used this phrase. He said. 
uh, the court says there would be no qualified individuals on federal exchanges con- contradicting, for example, the provisions requiring every exchange. This is a, this is about uh, uh, sorry the uh, healthcare exchanges oh, on yeah. uh, the uh, in Obamacare. Oh uh-huh, yeah, and he says the the. the Contradicting, for example, the provision requiring every exchange to take the interest of qualified individuals into account when selecting health plans. Pure applesauce. (laughs) (laughs) You got to wonder what this guy was really like. (laughs) You know, just like the day to day. I'll bet he's he's your neighbor. I will say this. Having a beer with that guy, I'll bet he would have been entertaining. Mm. I'll bet mm-hmm. he would have been a great guy to have a beer with. Yeah. If you can stand, like, being next to somebody who's so hateful about gays and so hateful about... <laughs> like, if somebody... Uh, he uh, he had this great thing. Uh, here's another good quote from him. Uh, he's talking about... Um, this is from King versus Burwell, which is uh, Obamacare... Another Obamacare uh, okay. uh, thing. Okay. Which, uh, he, he, call, he says... The court's next bit of interpretive jiggery-pokery involves other parts of the act, blah, blah, blah. I just love it. He's like, jiggery-pokery and argle-bargle and applesauce. This is, this, is the kind of, this is the kind of turn of phrase that Mr. Uh, the, uh. Mr. Scalia was, was famous for. Here's a good quote. This, is just, this isn't a court case or anything. This is just something that he said. He's, he's the father of nine, P.S. Did you know that he had nine kids? Uh, yeah, I heard that recently. I heard that in part of the coverage. Um, they said, uh, father of nine, grandfather of many, of, I think is what they said. Technically of 36. <laughs> That's many. Yeah. He, uh, here's what he said. Now, if I was his oldest, uh-huh. I would be wildly offended by this. Okay. He said, in a big family, the first child is kind of like the first pancake. If it's not perfect, that's okay. There are a lot more coming. Oh. <laughs> oh no! And the last three are just what Mickey Mouse pancakes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're the, bunch of silver dollar. They're the, tiny one, pancakes. they're the ones that you're gonna throw away later anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just get freezer burn. <laughs> um, uh, okay. You know, one of the other things that he did. I don't know. I think this is very telling about uh, about Scalia. In one of the things that he wrote. Um, on Webster v. Reproductive Health Services. Ooh. Uh, this was, I think, what Scalia was hoping for was that this would be a, uh, would, would, would overturn Roe v. Wade. Ah, okay. Uh, and basically what he ended up saying, because uh, Sandra Day O'Connor had decided that, uh, had, had uh, basically decided in favor, had swayed the court to keep Roe v. Wade in place. Right. Uh, and basically, he said that her opinion uh, on the matter was uh, irrational and, quote, cannot be taken seriously. Wow. Was it also her time of the month? I, I, one imagines <laughs> that it must have been. What, like, what with her? That irrational woman. What with her obvious uh, hysteria and whatnot? <laughs> yeah, he. I I I don't know. I don't like I don't like to paint him as necessarily a uh, sexist, but that just feels really yucky. Well, what it what it 
what it lacks is a certain self-awareness with regard to talking about a, a female colleague. Yeah. It's really important to be careful not to use the irrational word when talking about women who you work with. Especially when talking about... A member of the United States Supreme Court. Like, you don't get, like, he of all people should know, you don't get there without, you know, having a respectable intellect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So to call her irrational. These people are dingbats. No. I mean, notice the one, we're not taking pot shots at Scalia. We're not taking pot shots at his intelligence or at his, yeah, we're. Right? Like,. It's not like he's dumb. No. No, no none no, of these. No. You don't get to there if you're dumb. Yeah. You he just, had a hell of a, career, of a career. Yeah. He was a smart guy. He just, so, we just disagree with the man. Right. So, so <laughs> literally, so calling anyone on that court irrational in a decision that they've clearly put, like, rational thought into. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if you're on their level. You can call you can <laughs> maybe not just uh, I don't know. Anywho, I still think it's sexist. It's, it, it, it feels a little, you know, she, well, she was the only female member of the court at the time, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because Wasn't she, she was, the first. She was. And she was a Reagan appointee. Right? right. Yeah. And I mean, basically, they were relying on her to be a conservative. And she, yeah. And she she wasn't. Uh, not in the way they wanted her to be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Fisher, hmm. and he, not only was he a sexist, I think we can safely pronounce him racist, too, I'm afraid. Uh, in Fisher versus University of Texas, oh, yeah? uh, this was this was where uh, they were arguing. Um, it, it, it had to do with, uh, with was this one, did this one have to do with, with, Affirmative action and I that sort of so. thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, so, if it's the one I'm thinking. So about. here's here's what he had to say. This is the quote: "There are those who contend that it does not benefit African Americans to get them into uni- the University of Texas, where they do not yeah. do well, mm-hmm. as opposed to having them go to a less advanced school, a slower track school, where they do well." It's it's shocking the implications of what he just said. Yeah. Now. I I honestly like I almost feel like it's a, a a misspeak on a certain level, right? Like it's so bad. Yeah. Right? Like it's so bad. It just sounds like he if nothing else he's completely out of touch with how we speak about members of other races in this country. Well, right? it's not just how and, we speak about it, but and how we think about them and how I mean he's kind of in touch with how racists speak about people of the like it's not that he's out of touch with there's plenty of americans who believe that way well that's true but like but it's it's just he left out a lot of key words that needed to be said in this sentence along with it well I mean, basically be, he's just you saying could, you, you know could, black guys black, black guys are too dumb to go to that's good what schools. the sentence is saying yeah yeah but he's not if saying they go to, if they go to like a you know a dumbed down school They'll do good. Right. He's, yeah. I, and it, but what he's doing is he's this saying... This is not an out-of-context thing. I'll go on with no, the quote. I know. Here, no, come, no, I know here comes the rest of, of the quote. I'm going to... just not. for everybody. 
Uh, one of the briefs, he said, one of the briefs pointed out that most of the black scientists in this country didn't don't come from schools like University of Texas. They come from lesser schools where they do not feel that they're being pushed ahead in classes that are too fast for them. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's like it in worse. his mind, in his mind, every young black person in this country grew up in the inner city. Well, not only that, and went to but they're stupid. a shitty school, right? And and somehow they they're not able to keep up. They're just not. They just don't have the intellectual capacity for these fast paced colleges. <laughs> these these universities that go at white person speed. I, it's just I. It's unfair to put a black person in that position. I don't think that's what he was saying. I don't I I I really don't want to go down the road of trying to like defend or figure out like exactly what Scalia <laughs> was saying here. But in my heart of hearts, I truly 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 hope that he was just an old ignorant man and he just didn't he he uh, I can't he just, I can't defend him. No, I can't. There's nothing you can't. can do. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Uh, all right. Well, we're uh <laughs> Well, here, here's Let's, the deal. He's now he's so he's off the Supreme Court. Yes, he is, and that's that's. And Dan, I want to go to something here. Okay, I, wanna, I, I have I have somewhere that I'm I'm leading. Okay. Um, so vacancy on the Supreme Court, right? Which means everybody's jockeying politics of politicking. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah. And Lawrence Krauss is Lawrence Krausing. Oh, that's true. Have you have you seen what he uh, wrote in the uh, New Yorker? I saw that he wrote in the New New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. He he wants an atheist on the Supreme Court, and there is a petition. Uh-huh. At, uh What is it? Whitehouse.gov. Right. Yeah. Uh, put an atheist on the Supreme Court, a seal on the Supreme, a seat, not a seal, a seat on the Supreme Court just opened up. It's a, oh boy, it's really, it's about time for an atheist judge to bring reason, logic, and uphold the constitution instead of their religious convictions. How many signatures do they need in order for this petition to receive the attention? Is it, what's the it's like 100,000. Like 100, you have yeah. to have 100,000. How many do they have? 10,000. 42. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> now, granted, it only started yesterday. Well, they, but and, I found and, this this morning, and I've hit refresh a couple times, and it's... Well, they haven't gotten the TGIA... 43! They haven't gotten the TGIA bump yet. <laughs> the bump's about to happen now. Woo! Uh, so yeah, if you want to, you can go find that, uh, yeah, petitions.whitehouse.gov that, that petition and you can or sign just it search for put an atheist on the Supreme court. I'm sure it'll come I th- up. I think, uh, I think, uh, that falls under the category of good fucking luck. Yeah. Somebody needs to edit the <coughs> statement as well. Yeah. I don't know that I want to sign it strictly because this person doesn't know the difference between it's and it's. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, it's a spirit. possessive pronoun and contraction, two different things. Yes, well, it, it's an it's is a tricky one for a lot of folks. Anywho, uh, you know what? Here's what we should do. Let's take a break. Let's okay. uh, let's listen to some some audio. We have some audio, and then we'll uh, we'll 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 talk uh, in the second half about about the conspiracies. This is a deadly gang to mess with. They're deadly. They mean business. This is about ruling the world. And they're Luciferian. They're devil worshippers. 
That's the other thing. Did we talk about the possible occult connections to this? We we didn't mention it. I actually think you're going to talk a little bit with Steve Krell coming up here with it. But in short, Lupercalia began on February 13th. Well, what is that? It's an ancient celebration uh, that, that people date back to Rome where people come together. They sacrifice dogs, goats, and they basically they do a bunch of crazy stuff with, with women. It's, it's a fertility festival. This, is, a, this is an ancient pagan. pagan day. And when was it? February 13th was the beginning of it. It's February 13th to the 15th. Which was the day he died. Yes. Okay, the other thing, and I noticed this. The 13th was the 44th day of 2016. Right. Obama is the 44th president of the United States. So you have this numerology thing taking place. Remember Christine Lagarde dropped the zeros? Remember that speech she gave last year or so? You know, drop the zeros, click your heels, spin around, all that weird stuff she gave in an IMF speech. Um, I mean, these people are, they truly are in the numerology. It's their religion. Yes. So it's like they sacrifice. There's always human sacrifice involved. What, what else is this? this uh, what's the name of this pagan day? Lupercalia. And it's connected to ancient Rome? To ancient Rome. To, to what did it signify with Rome? Well, with Rome, the, the Latin content of the beginning of the word luper, lupus for wolf, it actually signified the birth of the nation, uh, of, the, of the empire of Rome. Um, oh, the birth of the Roman Empire. Uh, I didn't realize. Okay, that. now wait a minute. I'll tell you what comes to my mind right now. All right, Washington D.C. is full of pagan Roman um, sculptures, right? Artwork. There's a lot of pagan Roman stuff in Washington D.C. And then you have the uh, the fascists. Symbols, you know, the, um, what's it, uh, faces, not feces, <laughs> faces, faces, right. The, the, you know, the, the, it's the, um, the bunch of, it's the sticks, right. Okay. That is where we get the word fascist ah, and I they are in that. the, it, they are engraved in the U S Senate on, on the, um, on the wall or the ceiling of the U.S. or, or, or It's in the Capitol building. I'm, I'm speaking here without my notes. But they're engraved in the U.S. Senate. And that's where we get the word With fascism. Fascism. Really? I didn't realize that. Yes. So the birth of the Roman system, the birth of fascism. And, and it was on that day, the 13th. Wow. <laughs> wow. No. So they killed a... Supreme Court justice on the day of the birth of fascism. Yes. And they they left the pillow on his face, not because they were in a hurry to get out of the room, because they didn't have to worry. Nobody was going to call the police. Think about that. They didn't have to run. They didn't have to hurry. Nobody was going to call the police. They didn't call the police after they found a dead justice. That's right. (laughs) So. They deliberately left the pillow on his face. Why? As a message to everybody else. 
don't mess with us. We can murder a justice and get away with it. And I assure you, there's a lot of frightened officials in Washington today. But deep down, they know the regime murdered the justice. And they're not going to mention it. They're not even going to whisper it at the water cooler in the office. They just go about their business. That's how this works. This is the way a a dictatorial, fascist, police state regime takes control of a nation. It's like the mafia. The mafia. Yes, exactly. Just like the mafia. You just don't talk about it. The day justice died. Think about that. The day the justice died. The day justice in America died. They got away with it. The day justice died. Oh, the day the justice died. Died. Oh, it's like that one. Just that word. That one. Oh, wow. They were really clever. They well. He was murdered. Meaning there. He was. He was murdered. Believe it. Can you believe it? We should talk. Well, how? Yeah, he was. Murdered. Who? Who can pull off a murder? I'll tell you who. Of a, a of a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, Luciferian devil worshippers. That's that's who. Oh no! Who are celebrating the Luciferian celebrating Lupercalia? Lupercalia. Yeah, Lupercalia. <gasps> the Lupercal. You know what? Oh, you know what? Yeah. If Luciferians are celebrating Lupercalia uh-huh. and they kill someone with lupus, then that would be, then that's the conspiracy theory. No. Then that's the thing. What? I don't know. We'll talk. And the, we'll, the, where does the lupa enter into this? Uh, the she-wolf. Who, who, who suckled Romulus and Remus, and Remus yeah. on her teats. Ah, uh-huh, see, teats. Yeah. Teats are Luciferian, too. Yes. <laughs> horrible, horrible lo- uh, wolf teats. Right. And how many wolf teats are there? Six. And that's n- that's the devil's number, 666. <gasps> Do you see how the numerology comes oh in? Oh, my Here's God. Here's what I love. I love that they get into the numerology, and they it's clear that these guys believe in the numerology way more than anybody else. Well, right. Way more than like any any you know woo woo practitioner practitioner of whatever like right. these guys are the ones who believe in the numerology yeah that there's some power there yeah because what it's so ridiculous it's the forty fourth day and he's the forty fourth president and what the fuck are you talking about if they 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 he searched for a long time to figure out that coincidence yeah absolutely so, there you go all right I mean, yeah you can figure out anything. If you want it to be Obama, you like you'll sort it out. You'll sort it out. Sure, that's could, uh, that's one of the easy things about about uh, coincidences. Yeah. You'll find them if you're looking for them. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk about first of all. You know what we should do? What we should do is we should talk about the the the, uh, the circumstances of of Mr. Uh, Scalia's death. 
Okay. Um, just so that we have the, the facts straight, he was found dead in bed in mm, uh, at a suspicious. ranch at a ranch in West Texas outside of Marfa. Also suspicious. Well, I will say this. I the first conspiracy theory I'm going to bring up is one that uh it isn't really a conspiracy theory, but it's okay. an interesting point. Okay. Um the man who was hosting him okay uh, at this ranch, one uh John B Poindexter uh not a real name. It doesn't sound like a real name. Uh, he he owns the Houston-based manufacturing firm J.B. Poindexter and Company, hmm. uh, which has a subsidiary called the Mike Group, M-I-C, um, okay. which last year uh, had a lawsuit go all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court uh, decided not to take the case. He's angry. N- no, he's <laughs> grateful. Oh, oh, he was on. Oh, he, he was on he the wrong side. Benefited of it. from the Supreme Court oh, not taking no. the case, and then a year later, one of the Supreme Court justices is staying for free uh, at a lavish weekend in Texas. <gasps> I'm not saying nothing. But uh, I'll let everybody else connect the dots. Yeah, draw your own conclusions on that. Uh, Hmm. And while we're talking about, I so frankly, I (laughs) that I find suspicious. This is how it starts, and this is how it starts. This is how it starts. So if I find that suspicious, then what other people find suspicious is the fact that he so he was so he dies in bed. Uh huh. Yeah. He has a pillow that now the pillow thing's interesting because Poindexter originally said that the pillow was over his head, uh-huh. and then he later said that the pillow was actually sort of propped up against the headboard. Oh, and and not so it was looming over his head, but not covering his face, not oh, okay. not like on top of his face. Uh. Uh, the but the initial report was that it was over. It made it very much seem like it was oh, covering his face. Oh, oh. The pillow was covering his yeah. face, and he was dead. That seems <laughs> suspicious. Then there was an uh, there was no autopsy done, but rather he and he was pronounced dead by someone who was not there, which is actually okay according to Texas law. Right, you uh, can be pronounced dead by someone over the phone uh, when the police described. Okay, hold the phone up to him. Right. Okay. Hold the phone up to... The, can you can put we, a stethoscope we, onto the phone <laughs> so that I can hear his heart? P- put the mouthpiece uh, over his mouth. Yeah. Nope. Okay, I don't... No breathing. I don't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call it at, yeah. uh, time of death. Yeah. Uh, the police said that there was no evidence of any kind of uh, foul play or anything like that. Okay. Uh, but... What really happened? No, these, but these were. This was a professional hit. Would they leave evidence? Yeah, these professional no. hitmen. No, these are these are not bumbling fools. So who sent the hitmen? That's what I don't understand here. Like, well, uh, because I mean, we just heard Rick Wiles say that it was Obama. Really, that's what we're going to stick with. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say that that's one of. The many possibilities. Because I personally don't believe it was Obama. 
I believe that he was murdered, but I don't believe that Obama was involved. All right, what do because you got? I'm, then? I'm a reasonable, rational member of of, of, of society of of the right. Uh, okay, okay. So you're not going to buy that it's. I don't. Was I don't buy that it was Obama. All right. Well, who was it then? That's that's just that's unbecoming of a of a sitting president of the United States. I don't know a secret Muslim sitting president. The Lizard King. The Lizard King. Everybody <laughs> himself. The, uh, a member of the, a cobble of lizard men who rule this country. Here's the thing. If you start <laughs> down the road of the conspiracy theorists, you, it does not take long before you get to things like the lizard king. <laughs> I, do you want, do you want, do you have something? Do you want to? No, no. That's, I was, I was like, a, why are you pushing me for a suggestion? Well, it sounded like you were going somewhere. I wanted, uh, I wanted to hear what you had to say. All right. But well, if you didn't have one. I don't have one. No, I got one. Oh yeah. I got a good one. Okay. Uh, Lizard King is not uh, is is nothing compared okay. to this. Okay, okay. Leonard Nimoy killed. Kill had Antonin Scalia killed. No, it was Nimoy. Why Nimoy? Spock. <laughs> yes, Be- no. our beloved Mister Spock. This uh, does not seem like the rational, logical choice, Mister <laughs> Spock. <laughs> well. What you don't take into consideration is that Nimoy recently Uh took control of the Illuminati. (laughs) Leaked reports have identified Leonard Nimoy as the newest leader of the Illuminati. Of course he is. Uh, While there is much debate, I'm reading directly from a, a great conspiracy website. While there is much debate about this, that secretive group's ultimate motives, Many citizen journalists, by the way, if you encounter the term citizen journalists, that's not a real thing. That does not exist. (laughs) Uh, They suspect that they are expanding their control through both European-style socialism Mm. and Bilderberg Group-branded international corporation schemes. Wait, what did you just say? Bilderberg Group. Oh. Uh, apparently that is a that is a Illuminati controlled corporation. Okay. That uh that has many subsidiaries. subsidiaries. Build a bird? <laughs> like build a bear, but build a bird? Bilderberg. Bilderberg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what uh, do they do, these Bilderbergs? They Illuminati. <laughs> they illuminate? Yeah, I don't know. I don't huh. know what they do. Uh, okay. I so here's the thing. Uh yeah. Scalia's death. Uh, took place near Mar- Marfa, Texas. Marfa. I love which Marfa. Which is reputedly a hotbed of radical liberal activity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well known for its alien contact. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it was Nimoy. Yeah. This is a... Yeah. I, there are, of course, other theories out there, um, including Glenn Beck's theory. You ready for Glenn Beck's theory about what happened? Uh, uh, God killed him <laughs> so to save the country. Because when God because God had Antonin Scalia die now as part of his plan to get Ted Cruz into the White House. How does this get Ted Cruz into the White House? Well, uh, it wakes up America. Oh, okay, so he didn't technically say Ted Cruz. Uh, he basically what he said was, "This will wake up America to uh, to sort of out of the circus atmosphere of the election season yeah. 
and get them really to take this seriously and figure out who we need on in the White House so that you know we can nominate some more God loving uh, uh, guys. Yeah, to the court, probably I'm, just specifically guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that's going to play for them. I don't know. Nothing is going to make Ted Cruz our next president. No. There's no, nothing no. that anyone could do, even God, to make <laughs> Ted Cruz our next president. I don't know. God killed Scalia. If God can get away with killing Scalia, there's nothing that all-powerful, omnipotent being can't do. All things are possible through God. <laughs> Uh, he seems not to get a lot of shit done, so maybe he doesn't want the. I mean, I mean, he did get a lot of shit done. He was once very productive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Back in the day, man, that guy. If he didn't like what you were doing, oh he'll yeah. kill the firstborn son of every family in your whole fucking country. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, unless of course you know you put a little bit of blood over the door, right? And then he, you know, then you're exempt. Then you're exempt, right? He, he just goes, oh, oh, blood that over is the door. that is an that's effective, disgusting. That's an effective God right there. Ugh, that's like God. God will kill every firstborn son, but He will give you guys, His chosen people, mm -hmm. the code word to get out oh, of it. Yeah. That is, is that is some good Godding, right? He there. is diabolical. He just hasn't done shit like that for a long time. I know he's gotten lazy. Now, like, people are evil all... Before, if a whole city was just fallen to wreck and ruin and oh, evil, yeah. Yeah. he'd fucking destroy the city. Oh, and yeah. anyone who turned around to look at it, yeah. he will just wreck everything. Yeah. And there are... I mean, I could come up with lists of cities that should be destroyed. Oh, yeah. In, uh, on biblical terms. Oh, right? hell yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, there, it's obvious. San Francisco? Yeah, all Las, that, Las Vegas, all, clearly. All that queerness going on? Yeah. Sure, Vegas, sure. Vegas, without a doubt. New Orleans? New Orleans. I mean, he tried yeah. to take down New Orleans. Yeah. Kind of. It's just... It's he just, tried. But, but again, that's that ineffectiveness. Yeah. Sodom yeah. was gone. <laughs> just wrecked completely. Gomorrah? Hell, at one point, he killed everybody. He yeah. saved seven people or something and killed everybody. What has happened to that god? Yeah, he was a little sloppy with that one, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he... Yeah. He said he did the whole world. I don't buy it. <laughs> you're not... I don't buy it. You're not buying it? Yeah, I think, uh, it was, I think it was... I think it was just a little, you know... Just that one place. Kind of a rainy afternoon, and everybody just kind of... There was a flash a flood. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Felt It felt like 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> just it just it wouldn't a, stop raining. It was a day and a half, but it felt uh. so long. <laughs> I have a feeling the ancients kind of just gave him a pass. <laughs> you know? They're like, God, this guy, he's like... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything. Here's... here's uh, we're getting back to Scalia. Oh? I don't know. Don't we need to? <laughs> Since that's what we're, we're the whole show is purported to be about. <laughs> oh my gosh, Scalia! He, yeah. So his death uh, has spurred a lot of conspiracy, and we know that uh, uh, we're we're in now. We get to watch the uh, the fun drama play out, where the Senate, who has to confirm any appointee. Yeah. That uh, Obama nominates. Yeah. Has vowed 
that they will not, they will stall until, and until a new person. Wouldn't you too? Wouldn't you do the same? If I were this Senate, I mean, the the Republicans for the last, the GOP for the last uh, 12 years or about has been on a strict obstructionist yeah. bent. That has been their game That's plan. That's their thing. It's their, it's their entire plan. Uh, hasn't worked great for them. No. But it's worked okay. Yeah. But here's, here's, I'm not even so much worried about all of that. Yeah. Because in my mind, I I have to just sit back and go, you know what? If the Supreme Court was sort of reliably, you know, most of the time on my side, right? Mm-hmm. And definitely was at least, if nothing else, split a lot. Right. Right. On, on, on important issues. Um but if this president, who I don't like, gets to appoint another Supreme Court justice, yeah. and it will actually shift yeah. the balance of the Supreme Court, I think I would use, as a politician, any political any means necessary. maneuver, yeah, any means necessary, in order to make sure that that at least has a chance of, uh, at least there's a different possibility it's not this guy, right. right? And who knows? It could be. It could still be a member of that same person's party, right? But well, there's also a chance that it's some, a member of my party. You know, like well, as, I, I as have they, to say because whenever the politics aren't going your way, yeah. right? You always, you know, get all upset and up in arms, and blah, 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 blah. and then when it's when the shoe's on the other foot, you think right? the Democrats would do the same thing in the same situation? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I certainly know, I am not know. willing to say that they wouldn't. But I'm saying I'd be willing to in their place. Would you? Yeah. I wouldn't. Politics. We're not, ta- we're not talking about running a country. We're talking about politics. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not talking about the most effective and, uh, you know, conscientious right. way to run the United States. Well, the arguments that they're making for not... For not allowing an appointee to go through are all so irrational. Like the argument that, well, the the American people should have a chance to uh, to to have a say in this. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they already did. They did. They voted in Obama. So they had their say in it. They also say that no they've been saying that no Supreme Court justice has ever been confirmed in the last year of a presidency. That's not true. It's so not true. As a matter of fact, wasn't I think Scalia himself was confirmed in the last year of, of uh, a president. That I don't know. I know there was a Reagan appointee. Or maybe appointee. it was Kennedy. Yeah, there was a Reagan appointee. I can't remember. What, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, they, they keep saying shit, and all they're doing is saying it. Right. It's not. None of it's true. All of it's wrong. But, yeah, uh, but you don't. That's the thing. You don't have to be... Right. Yeah, you can just keep repeating. Yeah. If you repeat enough, it'll be okay. No, I'm just saying that I think that what they're, like, as a member of this society and uh, as an American, I think what they're doing is wrong. I think as politicians, I think they're just doing what they do. Yeah. You know, and in their place is a a craven uh, politician. Yeah, I'd probably do the same. Okay. You know. Because if if your game is politics, you do stuff that 
to the to the average person is a, a, it, abhorrent appalling. and despicable, yeah. right? Because it's a different game. Yep, that's true. But um, <laughs> so I really can't blame them for trying. I guess that's what I'm saying. It'll be I interesting can't to watch. Blame them for trying. It'll be interesting to watch and see if Obama can get can force them to do it. See if there's enough political. If there's enough pressure, it's just. Who plays the politics better? Yeah, we'll at see. This point, we'll like, see. It's going to be really interesting because yeah. it because the the it, it's where the public opinion ends up. Yep. In this, you know, if if it can be painted as um, the Republicans are being racist or that they're well, I'm being, I'm not worried uh, about that. But they will no, no, paint no, no, it. No. They'll paint they, it as obstructionism these, of justice of 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 the American way. I think you have to go a step further, and I think you actually have to start pulling strings and 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 hitting chords that uh, resonate on a deeper level with with the vast majority of Americans. Hmm. Um, the whole obstructionist thing. We've had an obstructionist Republican Party, like you said, now forever. Mm-hmm. Well, hasn't since, really since, hurt them that Gingrich bad. Was... They've, had, they've had a couple moments where it backfired a little bit. You know, well, shutting down the government wasn't a great idea. Right. That was that was Ted Cruz, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, not not so didn't didn't really go well for them politically. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, they're still around, and they're still they're going to try the same thing again. Yeah. I think it'll so. be interesting to watch. Uh, I'm just going to just. Sort of as a as a final note, I think I want to just draw this all back f- away from the political sphere and yeah, back, yeah. back to us and how this affects us. Atheists, atheists in particular. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, this is a quote directly from Antonin Scalia that I think sort of wraps up how why you and I, Frank, mm-hmm. had such powerful objection to this man. Right. <clears throat> he says. I think the main fight is to dissuade Americans from what the secularists are trying to persuade them to be true. That the separation of church and state means that the government cannot favor religion over non-religion. We do him, meaning God, Mm. honor in our Pledge of Allegiance, in all our public ceremonies. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh. It is in the best of American traditions, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I think we have to fight that tendency of the secularists to impose it on all of us through the Constitution. Dear God. That's what we were up against. Yeah. A man who clearly and, 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 and outspokenly believed mm-hmm. that his way of thinking about the universe yeah. trumped everybody else. everything else. Yeah. And that's what we were up against. Yeah. So secularists... I, be damned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just because just because they have differing beliefs doesn't mean they're Suck protected. It Suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. This I bet that man said this line quite a bit in his life. Be a man. <laughs> he does seem like that kind of a guy. <laughs> I bet his poor sons. Oh. Be a man. Man up. Why are you crying? Stop crying. Blah, 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 blah. Bargle, 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 bargle. <laughs> Here's some raw meat. <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed with the, fa- the the fact that he ate like raw steaks. I don't know why either. Uh, I don't know. Did, or rare, rare steaks rather. Did Did you see that Trump eats takes his steak well done? No, I can't believe it. The man, I I can because he's a tacky motherfucker. 
But like, what? Yeah. Well done? Yeah. You're running it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> You know, it's it's considered in bad taste to revel in a man's death, but ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm yeah. very happy that Scalia is off the court. That's that's the key, right? That's right. that's where it gets a little com- like complicated for you know, yeah. your, your conscience a little bit. Look, <laughs> I, I, the man was terrible for the country, yeah. and and he's gone. And, and the only way to get him off the court was through his. His death. his death. And so thank you, Obama. Thanks, you Obama. Know, thanks, Obama, for uh, orchestrating his... Uh, and Nimoy. And Nimoy. Like, why did they wait till he was 79? Why did they wait till... Yeah, they could have done this year one. Yeah. He this- was clearly the problem. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have anything you'd like to say about uh, uh, about Justice Scalia yeah. or, or about our coverage of him, please yeah. feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, we love it when you guys do that. Leave your, we, we love to get your... your, your your voice on the show. Absolutely. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a great group. It's a, it's a group where you can uh, anonymously, or rather without letting your friends and family know that you're an atheist, yes. you can interact with other atheists and yes. you, can, uh, you can have a good time. Uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And Thanks to Mackenzie for all of her help on Facebook. Yeah, she's been she has been a wonder lately. She's been helping me uh, vet people for the, for oh, the lounge. Fantastic. And that, that was that's been very helpful. Okay. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for for tuning in uh, to our special Argle Bargle episode. Uh, next week we will probably return to our regularly scheduled format, unless somebody else dies. Bye. Bye, guys.